preview of what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. I know what it's like to go for weeks and months on end as it pertains to a loved one. You've been told by those who read the numbers and they, they say it's just a matter of time. And this goes on week after week, month after month. And it's like a cloud that hangs over your head. And you never know what moment you're going to walk in the room and you know that they're going to be gone. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Would you turn with me, please, to the book of 2 Samuel? 2 Samuel 12, beginning with verse 15. And Nathan departed unto his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. David therefore besought God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth. But he would not. Neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And I just want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. Is God to blame? Is God to blame? Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for every person that's under the sound of my voice right now. Lord, I thank you for this word which you have given unto me. Lord, I dare not embark upon this message today without asking for the anointing of your spirit to rightly divide this word of truth. Lord, help me today. Anoint your people to hear and to receive of your word. Lord, that in some way we all might be drawn closer to you, that the questions will be answered. And we're careful to give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. The Bible tells us that God sent Nathan the prophet unto David to confront him concerning his sin with Bathsheba, And the death of her husband, Uriah, murdered in cold blood on the battlefield. I would not want, or would not have wanted to have been in Nathan's shoes, having to go before the mightiest man on the face of the earth at this time, the king, and to confront him concerning such a situation. No doubt, Nathan went before the Lord and said, Lord, what is it that you would have me to say? What is it 
that I must do to keep from getting my head cut off. Because David very easily could have given instructions to have Nathan killed. The Lord told Nathan exactly what to say. And as Nathan stood there before King David that day, he said, O king, there were two men in one city, one rich, the other one poor. The rich man had many flocks and herds. The poor man had one little ewe lamb that he bought when it was a little bitty thing, and he raised it up, and he fed it, and nurtured it, and it was unto him as a daughter. And a traveler in his journey came to visit the rich man, and the rich man refused to take of his herd, but instead took the poor man's lamb, killed it, dressed it, and fed it, to the traveler. And as David heard those words, he grew angry. And he said, The man who has done this thing is worthy of death. And he shall restore unto the man fourfold because he did this thing and had no pity. Let me tell you something. You better be careful when you judge other people because you just might be judging yourself. Did you hear what I said? Let me say it again. You better be careful how you look at situations and you judge other people because you just might be judging yourself. And Nathan the prophet looked at David and pointed a finger and said, Thou art the man. And this of which I've just read to you today is the first of a fourfold judgment that would come upon David as a result of his sin with Bathsheba and the death of her husband Uriah. The Bible says, if you look there in verse 15, 2 Samuel 12, verse 15, the Lord struck the child and it died. I've wrestled with this. I've sought God concerning this. I just read the other day where stress can affect a mother and have such an effect on the pregnancy. And I thought as I read that, is it possible that the stress that Bathsheba was going through at this time and taking into account that her husband died during this time. Could it be that all of this stress caused by David's sin, could it be that the stress of all of that affected the child to where it died? 
Several Bible commentators that I read behind said that the child was at least a year old when it died. So no matter how I try to get around it, no matter how I try to smooth it over and get around it, the Bible says plainly that God struck the child and it died. How do you get around that? Couldn't God have punished David in some other way? Why would God punish a little baby for the sins of its parents? Is God to blame my answer to you this morning is no he is not to blame so you need to understand something about God God is the righteous judge of all the earth he knows everything past present future what God does and everything He says, it is right. And although you and I are caught up in the middle of whatever is going on, we may look at it and we say, that ain't right. That ain't fair, preacher. But if you'll give it a little time, the future will prove that what God did was right. And it was in your best interest. Well, you say, well, Brother James, you preached last week from Psalm 139. The Bible says that God has compassed our path. He has set us before and behind. And the substance is there before we're even born. God knows all about it. And God has a predestined purpose for our life. That is correct. And let me say this again. I said it last week. I want to say it again this week. What God has predestined for your life is the best life that you will ever have. If you'll give it to God. If you'll give Him the reins of your heart, the reins of your life. God will put the pieces together and you will come to know what your purpose in life is. But if you try to put it together, we make a mess of things. But what about this child? This child died before it even had a chance in life. Was its life merely to be a punishment to David? Bathsheba that don't sound very good to me preacher I'm here to tell you today God had a purpose for that child it was not just for punishment but it was to show the grace and the mercy of God you say well I don't understand that how can that be? The Bible says plainly that God struck the child. 
And it died. Is God the author of sickness? Is God to blame for all the sickness and disease? Is God to blame for the little caskets? No. God is not the author of sickness and disease and death. All of that is a result of the fall. The curse that came upon this world because of sin. That which took place in the Garden of Eden so long ago at the very dawn of time. Is God to blame? No, He's not. But God can use anything to bring about His desired will. He can use sickness, disease, death. And God, for His own reasons, which we don't fully know, saw it best that this child die. The Bible says that David prayed. He besought God for the child all night long, laying there on the floor, fasting all week. God, please don't take my baby away. Praying to such an extent that his servants were concerned. They would go in and try to get him up and try to encourage him. David, please eat a little something. And he would not. Because his child was sick. Every one of us as a child of God, you should have a prayer life. To where you go to the Lord and you pray and you seek his face on a daily basis but whether you have that established in your life or not let me tell you when it comes down to your kids nothing gets your heart like your children David he wouldn't eat anything Although the servants tried. And before I go any further with that, let me say this. God does answer prayer. He does answer prayer. It's not always in the way that we want it. We go to the Lord and we get things kind of figured out in our minds and then we go to prayer and we tell God how to do things. Anybody in here guilty of that? God knows more about things than we do. Pray in the will of God. Lord, I ask this according to your divine wisdom for you know more about it than I do. I don't have all the answers. But I can tell you they're found in this Bible that I hold in my hands. And the answer for which you seek, it can be found on your knees before God. And the answer you're looking for might not be the answer you get. 
Sometimes the best thing that can happen to us is for God not to answer a prayer. Is anybody with me this morning? Is anybody here? You know what I'm talking about. When you look at that 14th verse, 2 Samuel 12 and verse 14, there's something said there. Dana, I don't, I don't know if you can pull it up on the screen or not. 2 Samuel 12, verse 14. Because by this deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. Everybody knew about this sin between David and Bathsheba. Even the enemies of Israel knew about it. When you... See that this child was conceived under unfortunate circumstances. When you consider the two parties involved and the murder involved. I was looking at something this week, heard about it. They say that bullying now is an epidemic in our country. Bullying. When you consider the background of this child, no doubt if it had been allowed to live, it would have been picked on, lampooned, lambasted from the time it went to kindergarten till the time it graduated high school. There would have been a stigma on that child's life. Tortured. Beat up. Bullying is not something that's just started within the past few years. Friend, this has been going on for a long time. Bullying says I'm better than you are. I'm bigger than you are. I'm the bigger man. No, you ain't. Kids, teenagers, listen to me right now. If you're bullying somebody else, you're actually littler than they are. Are you listening to me? This thing's been going on for a long time. When you consider all that was going on, God answered David's prayer. By not allowing the child to live. But through his grace and mercy. Thought it better for the child to die. Now it's hard for us to comprehend that. But let me tell you something. Some of you ain't going to agree with what I'm about to say. But I know it to be true. There are some things in this life that's worse than dying. I've seen it. I know what I'm talking about. And God's ultimate healing is to call that person home. And if that person is saved, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And what a glorious day that will be when my Jesus I shall see.
God does answer prayer, but it's not always in the way that we want it. He's going to answer your prayers. It's always going to be in your best interest, and not only your best interest, but in the best interest of all that are involved. See, it ain't all about you. <gasps> mm. Spoiler alert, it ain't all about you. There are others involved. God knows what's best. And David, he's laying prostrate on the floor and he's praying and seeking God. He hears some commotion over there on the other side of the room. He looks up and he sees his servants whispering. And he perceived that the child had died. And he asked the question, is the child dead? And they said, yes. Yes, he is. It's hard for us to understand unless you've been through a similar experience. I know what it's like to go for weeks and months on end as it pertains to a loved one. You know the time is near. The signs are there. You've been told by those who read the numbers and they, they just know. And they say it's just a matter of time. And this goes on week after week, month after month. And it's like a cloud that hangs over your head. And you never know what moment you're going to walk in the room and you know that they're going to be gone. Unless you've been there, you're not going to understand what I'm about to say. But when that time comes... And God calls them home. There's a release in your soul. That cloud is gone. And you can get some peace of mind over things. And when those servants told David that the child was dead, I know maybe just a little bit of what David felt his heart was broken but that cloud that was over his head was now gone and the bible says that he he got up he arose from the earth verse 20 washed himself anointed himself changed his apparel came into the house of the lord and he worshiped god 
The only way he could worship God at this time is because of faith. He figured in his mind that what God had done was in his best interest and in the best interest of all that were involved. David got up. There's some of you listening to me right now. It's time for you to get up by faith. Faith always gets back up. Are you listening to me? Now, I need to get back to my question. This child that died, we look at it and we say, how is it that its life was predestined of God and it died before it even realized what its purpose was? It died. It never realized what its purpose was. How can that be a good thing? It seems as though its purpose in life was to punish David and Bathsheba. How can that be a good thing? Y'all come on back next week and I'll tell you how. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 